0: mm mm-hmm. talk about the Word of God a little bit today. I've been on a series, and this is probably one of the most unusual series I've preached in a long time because I get my notes ready, but I can't go there. God gives me something else. So this is actually lesson six on preparing for Jesus to come back. If you tool around and look around and see what churches are saying, how many know Jesus is coming back? A lot of people have the conviction that he easily could come back in our lifetime. I hold that conviction, but uh, just be aware of this. God's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. It looks like Jesus may come back sooner rather than later, but you know what? God could say, hold it up. I'm not ready yet, and it could be another 100 years. Is that true? So live like he's coming today today. Uh, but prepare like you got a lifetime to live for Jesus, right? So that's the way we ought to be. So anyway, we're talking about various things about that, and I'm just going to jump right down into my message today. I usually give a recap, but I'm not today. I want to talk to you about faith that enables you to overcome. Now, we are living in a time of challenge in every level of life, and I have found uh, that faith will help you overcome in fact Hebrews 11:6 says this without faith it is impossible to please him he who comes to god must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And uh, we are living in a time that there's going to be a test of faith. Psalm 105, verse 19, speaking of Joseph and the challenges that he had, God told him he was going to be a leader uh, uh, and his family would be subservient to him. But it took 13 years for the promise of God to come to pass in Joseph's life. He was 17 when he had the vision and saw his family kneeling before him but it was 30 years of age before he was 30 years old before he became prime minister of Egypt and during that time it says on 105 19 and I found it to be true in my life and you'll find it to be true in yours as well until that time his word God's until his word God's word to Joseph came to pass the word of the Lord tested him I don't think that's in my notes uh, so Anyway, Psalm 105, 19 is the reference. Until the time his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. How many know God's word will test you? How many know sometimes God will lead you into a hard place just to see if you'll believe what he says? So you may be in the throes of hardship, difficulty, and challenge. Sometimes it's the will of God for you to go there because he wants you to put his word to work in your life so he can prove his faithfulness to you. Now, I'm talking about challenge and difficulty on Wednesday nights to come. We will talk more about that. But I've got several points about faith. I don't know how far I'll get today. I always have next week. So let's see how far we get. How many know the New Testament emphasizes living by faith? So let's listen to this, 1 John 5, 4, whatever's born of God overcomes the world. Then when the Bible talks about the world, it's talking about the thoughts, the reasonings, the mindsets, the way of living, and the circumstantial challenges that come from living in a fallen world. So again, whatever born, is born of God overcomes all of these things around us, the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, Our faith, Amplified of that verse says this, Amplified just brings to light various nuances of meaning and understanding from the original text. For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. And I like this, our continuing persistent faith in Jesus, the son of God. A lot of people talk about faith. Yes, I I have faith in Jesus. I've been born again, but that's all they do with it. God wants you to live by faith every single day. Um, The Passion Translation, you see every child of God, it says, overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So the New Testament, again, gives us an emphasis on living and walking by faith. And I want to go into some detail on what it looks like to walk by faith. A lot of people don't understand it. We'll give some understanding. Ephesians 6.16 says this, above all, taking the shield... Of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the uh, wicked one so again it talks about faith being a shield that is when attacks come uh, from the other side from the territory of the enemy you got a shield that that keeps the arrows from sticking you right so first um, timothy six twelve, fight the good fight of faith that word fight um, the Greek rendering actually could be agonize the good agony. It's the same word for agony in the, in the English language. Agonize the good agony. What does that tell you? There's resistance, there's difficulty, there's pressure, there's hardship. What overcomes that? This thing called faith overcomes it for the uh, fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life to which you were called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses and that i've got uh, three different translations of second corinthians 5 7 here for we walk by faith not by sight that greek word for walk literally means from the time you get up uh, and do your stuff during the day and then go to bed and get up the next morning 24 hours a day seven days a week that word walk means that's what I do unceasingly. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Other translations, New Century Version. We live by what we believe. See, we live, that, means that that denotes a lifestyle, by what we believe, not by what we can see. And then Amplified New Testament again says, for we walk by faith, not by sight, living our lives in a manner consistent, I love this, with our confident belief in God's promises. Isn't that good? So God wants you to live according to his word. Second point today is living by faith means taking God at his word even when you don't see it working or feel that it's making a difference. Maybe I should read that again. Is it on the back? Yeah, look at that. Living, in fact, say it out loud. Living by faith means taking God at his word even when you don't see it working or feel that it's making a difference. Have you ever been there? How many times, right? Listen to Arthur S. Way. Now, Arthur S. Way translated. He, uh, he was a theological student back in the turn of the 20th century, and really, it's really hard to find this particular translation. It's not in digital form either. But Arthur S. Way translated the, new, uh, uh, the epistles of Paul, um, and the book of Hebrews and the Psalms, and it's just wonderful. So listen, I love this translation of Philippians 4.11 because this shows what life is like uh, in real time for us every day. Uh, no, I've learned in whatever condition I am to be independent of circumstances. Now watch this. I'm schooled to bear the depths of poverty. I'm schooled to bear abundance. In life as a whole, in all its circumstances, I have mastered the secret of, Of living, how to be the same amidst repletion and starvation, amidst abundance and privation. I am equal to every lot through the help of him who gives me inward strength. Now, there's a person walking by faith. What does that look like? Walking by faith doesn't mean you'll ever have any problems. It doesn't mean you won't ever have any opposition. No, no, the, the converse is true. You'll have lots of opposition. You'll have lots of challenge. But with every, with every challenge, with every difficulty, you stand unfazed, unmoved knowing that God is behind his promises and he watches over his word to make it good. Is that true? So I love that I'm equal to every lot. I love that. Uh, through the help of him who gives me inward strength. Walking by faith means you don't change when their circumstances do. God never changes. I am the Lord. I change not, Malachi 3, 6. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because we just sang about his faithfulness, because God always honors his promises regardless of what you face, God's promise that you'll come out the other side better than you entered into the problem. Yes or no? I love that. You know, 10 years ago, uh, 10 years ago, September 1st, it was coming right up on our 10th anniversary of being in this particular building and on this uh, property. Now, many of you were here during that time, but I, I can tell you that moving, I wasn't supposed to do that. They got me this new little fangle thing, but anyway, we'll just let it. I'll put it over here. Uh, maybe I'll put it in here. There we go. So uh, we uh, moved from uh, four miles away from Garner, four miles from here to here, and, um, and people don't know, but uh, it was one of the most difficult times in this particular ministry. Um, we had been believing God for property for years. We had long since outgrown our other property. We had built the building and, and moved in the end of 2002, and uh, I think Cameron talked about that when he preached for me a few weeks ago. And, um, uh, but we, and so we had been looking around for property. We found this property. We upfitted the building, bought the building, and, uh, and then moved from the other building here just four miles well, I don't know if I've ever said this publicly. You know? you know, not everybody's excited about what well, you're excited about that. Have you figured that out? And not everybody wasn't excited about moving four miles from Garner, little bedroom community, to Raleigh City Limits. And we lost 12% of our people. Now, I've never said that publicly. You know what else we lost? 12% of our income. Guess what? Ouch. So what did I do? I did this verse right here. I'm schooled to bear the depths of poverty. I'm schooled to bear abundance. That means when the circumstances aren't lining up with what God has said in his word about your life, you let God's word settle it. And I had to be willing to do that. So we moved here. Uh, So here's what you do: We had to make a payment on this building. We also had to keep up the property over there. That, that, that means everything needed to be, you know, we had to make the payment, pay the insurance, pay the water, the lights, the whole nine yards for several months. And we were believing God to sell the building. It hadn't sold yet. And, uh, and uh, we were believing with everything. I was believing with everything I had in me to believe with. And uh, it was going real slow. Let me just say that. And you know what I did? I found out that if you, if, you'll, if you will base your life on what God has said and believe what he said when the circumstances look like it's not working, God will always make a way for you. And that's called living by faith. How many hear me? So, so I'm just saying that living by faith is not easy. And if, if you want an easy way, it is not the faith way. No, it's a challenge sometimes. You need to know that. So let me just say this also. So I want to talk about walking by faith. There's an, there's a, uh, there's an optimism, and i noticed it in just, you know, tooling around the Internet, looking around what people are saying on their podcasts and stuff. There's a, there's a big optimism today uh, that people have that is based solely on human willpower. How many know what I'm talking about? Well, you got these principles, you do this, you're gonna get this result, just don't quit, just don't give in, And, and the power behind that is their human will. And that may look sort of similar to walking by faith, but the difference is we're not trusting ourselves, we're trusting God who raises the dead. We're trusting God that does the impossible. How many hear what I'm saying? And so, you know, walking by faith, you got the five senses on one side. And you've got the word of God on the other side. You've got to make a choice. Am I going to live by my feelings? Am I going to live by my five senses? Or am I going to allow the word of God to take precedence over everything I think, believe, and feel and how I respond to the circumstances I'm in? So 2 Corinthians four seventeen and 18 says it this way. And this is New King James, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory while we don't look at the things that are seen. That's talking about the circumstance. But at the things which are not seen, for the things that are seen are, are temporary. Everybody say temporary. What's that mean? Subject to change, right? Uh, But the things which are not seen are eternal. What is not seen? The Word of God sometimes is not seen. It looks like it's not working. It looks like the promises of God are not working for you at the moment in the situation that you find yourself in. That's when you got to chuck the feelings and go by what God says. New Living Translation makes it a little clearer, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 17, 18, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Now, that's really good to know, isn't it? You ever been in a circumstance that's like, when will this ever end? Will this ever stop? Will this ever quit? And it seems to be prolonged and prolonged and prolonged. I've been in those kinds of faith fights. That's not fun. That's where patience comes in. You just got to stand there when it looks like nothing's working. How many know often in life it looks like nothing's working? Yes or no? That's where faith comes in. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Verse 18, so we don't look at the troubles we can see now. What's he saying? I don't focus on my problems. I don't focus on my feelings. I don't focus on the trouble. I don't focus on what I don't have. I don't focus on what seems like isn't working he says it this way we don't look at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen how do you look at things that are not seen you look at things that are not seen by looking at the word of god that promises you certain things that may not show up for a while for the things which are seen are temporary subject to change but the things which are not seen are eternal we had that thing going on with the building and um um I just read the wrong translation. For the things which are seen will soon be gone. The things that you cannot seen will last forever. You know, with that building, you know, we had to hunker down. We moved in the building here 10 years ago. And I called my staff team together, said, give me all your, your, you know, use credit cards for ease of purchasing things and all that. Give me all your credit cards. Everyone, give give them to me. Give me your American Express. Give it to me right now. Give it to me. Well, I said, give me your cards. Nobody's going to spend any money (laughs) unless I say so. And I don't try to run over everything. But that time, I had to put stops on a lot of things. And I said, We're not going to spend. We're going to do what we need to do. We're going to obey God and we're going to get through this. And we're going to pay your salaries and do what we need to do. But you know what? I was looking at the Word of God and I was looking, you know, I was looking at the fact that God eventually will come through. But a lot of times in life, you will struggle through things and it seems like you're in a phase of life that nothing's happening. Now, I'm saying this because we're going into a, a place in the future that is both dark and light at the same time. In fact, Isaiah talked about it, and you've heard this often quoted, and I've quoted it most a lot, Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Behold, darkness covers the earth and deep darkness the people. So there's a darkness that come, is coming that's going to encompass perhaps every nation of the earth, and before the rapture of the church, you know, we may feel some of the hardship that is coming. Now, I'm not gloomy and doomy about that. I just know that it's coming because the next part of that, he says but the but his light will shine upon you darkness will cover the earth deep darkness the uh, the people but the lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you so that tells me in the midst of the hardship god's going to do something grand and i know that to be able to navigate the times that are coming whatever they look like and whenever they show up it's going to take us walking living and moving by faith how many hear what i'm saying and that's really important to know. So let me get right to the point. Living by faith means believing right now that what God says in the Bible is true, even when it contradicts what you see and feel. Yes or no? You know, I want to back up. I, uh, I didn't get through everything. I want to uh, read some things here before I even go there. Let me ask you some questions before I go to number three. Some questions. Do you live by faith or do you live by feelings and circumstances? Do you act as though God's answering prayer or do you constantly worry about how things will work out? Can I talk to you a little bit? I want you to think. Do you follow the crowd? Hmm. Or do you follow God's word in spite of what others think? See, these things are going to be important in our future. Yes or no? Uh, here's another question do you believe the Bible is inspired if you believe the Bible is the inspired word of God and it should be obeyed every day of your life raise your hand well how about the ones that didn't raise your hand You you wouldn't raise your hand if I said you know Jesus is coming back and are you ready to go you wouldn't raise your hand I mean I get that bottom line is we need to follow the word of God and obey God, period, regardless of what is going on or regardless of what, the, what other people are saying or doing. Do you believe the Bible is inspired? Again, I've talked about this so much, but we're living in a day that the Bible has taken the back seat, particularly in American culture. But I've just got a feeling that a lot of people that are silent and they're silent believers, but now it's time to become vocal and live what you believe and let other people see that you live and you believe what you say you do. Yes or no? Now, another question, does the Bible affect how you spend your time? Uh, Does it it affect how you spend your time online? Hmm. Uh, Does the Bible affect who you hang out with as friends? Hmm. Uh, Does the Bible affect how you spend your money? Uh, Does the Bible affect what you do with your physical body? So those are questions all of us need to answer ourselves and introspect ourselves on a regular basis. Walking by faith means the word of God affects every single area of your life in great detail. How many hear what I'm saying? You know, I noticed this, uh, a metaphor of a ship uh, during the COVID days. And, and, you know, I go and meet with pastors and such. And and us pastors are quite surprised that during the COVID days, y'all know what those are, right? A lot of believers jumped off the faith ship and jumped into the waters of unbelief. Did you hear what I just said? And, and you want to know the truth? Um, I've talked to so many pastors, and, and we're like really surprised. It's like, wow, really? Really? In fact, we, we know so many people who, people have been to Bible school, people that know the Word maybe better than me that just jump ship. Now, you know, what does that tell you? When the going gets tough... If you go with the crowd and forsake the word, that means the word's not in you deeply enough. How many hear what I just said? So what it told me was we got a lot of people that hear, but not as many people that put into practice what they hear. Now is the day to put it into practice. And today, and I probably won't get through today looking at the time, I'll uh, I wanna, uh, I will go next week as well and talk about just the practicals of how to live and walk by faith. So number three, so again, let me go back through my points. Number one, the New Testament emphasizes living by faith. Number two, living by faith means taking God at his word. Uh, even when you don't, it doesn't seem like it's working or feel like it's making a difference. And then here, number three, living by faith means believing right now that what God says in the Bible is true, even when it contradicts what you see and feel. Yes or no? Yeah, so, you know, when you choose to walk by faith, uh, you you gotta stand against thoughts, you've gotta stand against feelings that come and go. Often you have to stand against what other people are saying, other people's opinions, and you've gotta get back to what God says. The fundamental is, what is God saying to me right now? So, uh, at the moment, the word may seem to be untrue. You just keep your focus on God, you keep your focus on the word, and you act like you believe it, period so let me say this faith is for what i don't currently physically have but god promised right so i always say it this way faith is a gap stander it stands in the gap between the gap between what you've asked the lord to do maybe you've prayed and you've asked god for something and and it hasn't showed up yet Faith says it's mine even when I don't see it, when I don't feel it. It looks like it's not happening. It belongs to me. How many hear me? You know, when I came here in, um, in, uh, in fact, let me get to that in a minute. I want, uh, Hebrews 11, one says this. Now, faith is the substance. Everybody say substance. Of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Everybody say evidence now I've gone back to this scripture over and over again. Hebrews 11:1, various translations say it various ways, um, and I'll, I'll get to some of those in a minute. But uh, the word "substance." Now, faith is the substance. The Greek word there, stasis, "Hupo" means under. It's two words, and the word "stasis" means a standing. So literally, faith is the standing under of things hoped for, and you've got the. Uh, you've got my definition there on the screen, a standing under uh, that which stands or is set under. Or talking about the foundation, like the foundation of a building. We just built the building out there. We had to dig down into the ground and we had to we had to put a good foundation so that the walls would stand and that the floor would hold up all of the substance of the building that we built on top of it. So faith is a standing under used in the technical sense of a title deed standing under the claim to the property to support its validity. So I like the idea. I think Amplified even mentions that uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for the title deed you know Susan and I when I think about this Susan and I actually uh were we inherited some property along with other family members uh in my hometown and uh how do I know that that uh property is ours well they send us a tax bill every year <laughs> But beyond that, beyond that, you know, we got a title deed, and the title deed says it belongs to the family, and Susan and I are part of the family that owns that. So, t- a title deed means that you own something. How many know you could you could buy property somewhere? Maybe maybe you're going to retire. You bought some, bought some property in the mountains, or maybe somewhere that you want to retire, and you haven't seen it yet. It was such a good deal, and you saw it. Maybe you viewed photographs of it. Maybe uh, and you've seen the you've seen the plat map of where it is. Yada yada yada. You bought it and you paid for it how do you know that it's yours title deed so when i ask god to do something in my life and he's promised how many know god has promised to answer prayer in fact the cure for worry the antidote for worry is praying how do i know that god has answered my prayer it's my faith that tells me that god has promised to answer the prayer that i've prayed right And my faith is the title deed or it's the evidence that though I can't see or feel the answer to the prayer, it's coming. How many have done that in your own life? Now, faith is the evidence the substance of things hoped for, and then the evidence of things not seen. Uh, The definition for evidence, something that furnishes or tends to furnish proof, that which supports the existence of something. So evidence shows that something exists. So I was, you know, we were at Oak Island taking a break. We went there with all of our grandchildren and children, and for a week I'm walking on the beach one morning with my grandson, and in front of me I've got, you know, I've got these... uh, these footprints, it looks like about a size 10 foot. Now, what does that tell me is ahead of me? Probably a middle-sized, you know, height person, right? Uh, or you look out, you look out and, uh, and, you know, maybe you're in a lake and you see a wake. What does the wake in the water tell you? The foam, what does it tell you? Ahead of you is a boat, Right? Right? Or, or, or uh, you look up in the sky and there's a white streak. What does that tell you? See, that's evidence. It tells you a jet's somewhere over there. Or, or you're walking like I take a walk in my neighborhood regularly and I walk by this house and there's toys scattered all over the front yard. What's inside, probably inside that house? See, faith is the evidence. How do I know that something exists when I don't see it? Well, I have substance. Faith is the substance. It gives tangibility, materiality to what I can't see. I know it's there. The evidence, my faith is the evidence that what I've asked God for exists when it looks like it's not working, right? Hmm. where does it exist when i ask god for something where does that thing exist you've asked god to heal your body you've asked god for a financial need to be met you've asked god to use you in ministry you've asked god for a number of things how do you know that thing exists when you pray and nothing happens how many times have you prayed and nothing happened a lot right See, that's the gap. There's a gap between the time that God promises something and the time that it shows up. And that's what God said to Joseph until the word of the Lord came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. It's a test to ask God to do something. How many know when God when God enters our world and answers prayer, it's always a miracle? Yes or no? And so if you're believing God for a miracle, how do you know he's going to do what he said he was going to do? Because he said he would honor his word. And your faith gives substance and evidence to what you've asked for, even though you can't see it. I don't know how many times. You know, um, uh, I, um, you know I, I moved here in 1994, and there were 49 people in a small building on Garner Road. And uh, I had four children, ages 10, 8, 6, and 2. So if you got a two-year-old, a six-year-old, an eight-year-old, and ten-year-old, one thing they like to do is eat a lot. Have you noticed that? And and then, you know, we had to feed them, clothe them, put them in school, yada, 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 yada. And when I came here, you know, uh, 49 people, there wasn't a lot of people. So I said, God, I've got to do something about this. And I tried out here and... You know, I actually tried to get out of it. I was, uh, I was in ministry in South Carolina in the church. Things were great. We had a little Bible school going on. I, was t- I started it, taught it. Priest in the church. I was associate pastor and all that. And I just enjoyed life. My kids were in a, a Christian school. We just love life. And, you know, this, this came up. And, uh, you know, I came and tried several times. And uh, the people called me and said, well, we, they voted me in as pastor. And I said, Lord, I don't want to do this. I'd just soon stay where I'm at. How many know faith is also obeying what God's telling you to do? You can't receive what God has unless you do what He asks you to do. And so it was a Friday and I said, God, I'd just soon not go. I'd just soon stay in my hometown. It's just you know, I'm enjoying life. life is comfortable. Um, I'm okay let's just stay here and he said you take that church i said yes sir yes sir i mean you know when he says it like that okay guys. so uh, we came up here but uh you know when i came up here let's get real this was a very small place it wasn't big and uh you know the building was built in 1884 that we were in so it was a uh, landlock we couldn't do a whole lot with it but i just began to preach the word now when we came let me show you how faith works I don't know if I've ever said this publicly. When we came, uh, the church brought in, for instance, I have four four kids, and Susan and me, and they wanted me to be pastor, want to pay me a salary. Well, guess what? Well, the church only took in $1,800 a week. That ain't a lot of money in today's terms. Would you agree? It wasn't a heap back then either. I said, well, God, we got to do something about that. So what did I do? Because God told me to do it. I said, Lord, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to exercise faith." And I'm going to ask you for $2,500 a week to come into the ministry of this ministry in Jesus' name. And that's when I first came here in 1994 in the offering buckets. We didn't have the internet and all that. So I started taking up the offering. And for weeks and weeks, that did not come in. But you know what I did? I walked by faith and not by feelings, right? Right? I'm showing you how to walk by faith. And I said, Lord, you promised that if I ask you. In fact, Jesus said in John 16, 22 and 23, in that day you will ask, or 23 and 24, in that day you'll ask me nothing. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Up until this time, you've not asked anything in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Is that a good promise? Jesus said in John fifteen seven, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it'll be done for you that means if you're in line with God your heart is for God you're asking for things that are the will of God he's gonna answer your prayer right? How about First John 5, 14 to 15? This is the confidence that we have concerning him that if we ask anything, it's not in my notes, sorry. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we know we have the petitions that we have asked of him, Right? So so here's what I did. I say, God, now, I got these four kids to feed. They want me to pastor here. You told me to come. I'm here. I've obeyed you. We've rented a house at the time. We've rented a house. Here we are. I got, I got payments on my cars. I got to pay the rent. I got all this to do. I got my kids in school, and we got all this stuff to do and buy. So, so, so I've asked you. Here's what I've asked you for. I want the stuff at church to increase because my salary comes from that $2,500. Well, I said that the first week, the second week, the third week, the fourth week, the 10th week, and you know what? I didn't see 25, but you know what? Eventually, the day came. Your faith is like a thermostat. That thermostat, we got two thermostats in here. They're constantly calling for a temperature. And as long as they're calling for the temperature, I hope, hopefully you'll feel a little bit cold soon, right? They just keep calling until the room hits that temperature. And your faith keeps calling for what you ask God for. And it has an expectation that God's going to fulfill his word even when it looks like it's not working. The day came, $2,500 came in. And then it started being real steady. And okay, uh, uh, so, uh, so I said, Lord, I'm going to up the ante here, 3000 and then 3,500 and then 4,000 and then 4,500 and then it just kept on going up from there. Does that make sense? That's how faith works, but I had to be willing to stand there when it looked like it wasn't working. Now, you don't know this, but we we eventually moved out of that building. I'm gonna give some illustrations like this. Um, And we moved into a shopping center because we had outgrown that little small building we had on Garner Road and it still exists there. Many of you know where it is. I think Cameron talked about it and um uh, so we got in the shopping center and i mean every day i heard you're gonna fail nothing's gonna work your kid you're gonna have to go you're gonna have to quit this and go get you a job this ministry is going to fail nobody likes you nobody cares what you're they don't want to hear what you got to say you're in a shopping center nothing's working right it will never work out you'll never be anything but a flop and a failure and i kept saying what shut up just shut up you know what i did i went into a room See, that's how you walk by faith. I went into a room, took my Bible, shut the door, told the secretary, I don't want anybody in here. Uh, In fact, I'm not here as far as you're concerned. Anybody wants me, take a message, I'll call them back. And I'd walk back and forth, back and forth. Father God, I just want to thank you for your promises. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you watch over your word to perform it, to make it good. You are the Lord, you never change. You know, Psalm 119, 89, forever. Oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Lord, what you say, I thank you that you're going to perform you're able to bring it to pass God is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man that he should repent hath he said and will he not do it hath he spoken and will he not make it good Father I can't go under for going over we're going to succeed in what you called us to do this church will will make a dent in this community we're going to get people saved filled with the Holy Ghost healed and set free this is going to happen the word of God is going to be preached and lives are going to be transformed thank you for it in Jesus name and when I finished and shut up and got silent I heard it ain't working what you going to do you're a fool you're a fail you're nothing and i just said father i just want to thank you for your word and i said it over and over and over and then i began to lift my hands and praise god and i just kept saying father god thank you for watching over your word to make it good that's how you live by faith and so what i found out in my life is when the challenges come you don't quit you don't stop because if you don't if you don't if you refuse to let the word go god will honor his word in your life See, that's walking by faith and not by feelings. How many hear me? Dr. J. Oswald Sanders uh, said this, faith enables the believing soul to treat the future as present and the invisible as seen. So, you know, it took us five years, uh, Mayor said that, to build this building out here. Now, that didn't go the way we planned. In fact, we paid over double what our original budget was because of covid and the changes of the world that came but the lord spoke to us to go ahead and build the building and to do what we're doing to start victory academy the child care and the school and so we went on in obedience and did it and you know uh you just don't know how many times i just wanted to quit my flesh got tired other people would say things other pastors would say say things and you know what i did i went into a room I got off by myself and Lord I said Lord I want to thank you for the promises of your word. Thank you that one day we'll have one day the building will be built because it looked like for a while it wasn't going to get built. The building will be built. One day we'll have the certificate of occupancy. One day, Lord thank you that we'll have the uh, we'll have the certificate from the county to be able to open the child care and the school. Thank you. Thank you that you do all things well. How many know God honors his word? We now have the certificate of occupancy. You can see the building standing right there. But in between us saying we're gonna build it and build it was a whole lot of sweat, guts, and faith. How many hear what you're saying? So, God's spoken to you, He's made promises to you. He wants you to minister life to your family. He wants you to succeed. He wants you to make it. He wants your children to make it. He wants your family to walk with God. He wants you to be able to minister life to others. How can you minister life to others if He's not ministering life to you? And how can you minister life to others if you're not walking by faith yourself? Does that make sense? So I've been doing this all these years, and you know what? God has never one time failed to honor his word and do what he said. How many hear me? And you'll find that faith is the substance of things hoped for. So you know what I do when I'm believing God, and in your future, when you're believing God, whether it's for financial provision, where it's for the healing of your physical body, how many know Jesus wants you to be as healed as you are saved? Can I say it again? Jesus wants you to be as healed as you are saved. Now, in American culture, it's just a mindset, well, when I get old, I'm going to get beleaguered and hardly walk, and I'm not going to be able to think, well, you need to shut that kind of thinking up. And you do need to expect that God keeps your physical body all of your life. And we need to expect that God keeps our minds free and clear until it's time for Jesus to take us home where we're old and satisfied with life. Yes or No. That is the will of God. To do that, you've got to walk by faith. So we're going into some, we don't know what the world's gonna look like in a year, two years from now or more because uh, you know, it looks like some surrealist people have some crazy plans for the world. But you know what? Regardless of what the plans are, God's promised to make a way and provision for his people. I've been young, David said, and now I'm old, but I've not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Is that true or false? I'm expecting God to provide for me. I'm in Samira's executive pastor. We had a meeting last week. What we're gonna do with X, Y, Z? And I said, I don't have any clue, but I just know God honors his word and we're gonna make it and we're gonna be okay. How many believe that about your own life? To do that, you've got to be willing to walk by faith. And let me say, faith is for every single thing you need in life. Yes or no? It covers everything. In fact, Jesus has redeemed us. Colossians 3.13 says, uh, uh, or Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the broken law, being made a curse for us, that the blessing of Abraham might fall on the Gentiles through faith. It's not in my notes. How many know God's promises are yours today? And to grasp those promises, it's necessary that we exercise faith. Again, faith is for what I don't have, but God promised until what God promised shows up. How many hear me? You know, I started the church back in 1988 in South Carolina, got the church going. I would honestly, honestly thought I was going to be there the rest of my life. And then the Lord began to speak to me he said, and basically said it this way to me, I want you to give your little baby up that you birthed. I said, what do you mean? I said, he said, I want you to give your church over to another pastor. I said, this can't be so. He said, yes, I want you to. I said, I don't want to do it. He said, I want you to do it. I said, okay, I think you know best, okay. But that wasn't easy for me to do, and and I don't even have time to explain how the circumstances worked out. God brought a pastor who was raised in that community who was looking to start a church in the community, and he found me, found our church, Uh, and so I gave him everything I had and said, and make a long story short, I turned it over to him, and I started the traveling ministry. And I did that for two years. And during that time of traveling ministry, I had to believe God. I had three kids at the time. Lindsay, my last kid, wasn't born yet. And I had to believe God to make ends meet for my family while I started another new ministry. Do you have any idea what that feels like? That ain't fun. that's not fun at all it looks like it's glamorous and wonderful but no no there's a lot of blood sweat tears and guts that goes into it how many hear what i'm saying and if you're going to do anything for god whether you're in the ministry or not in the ministry you gotta walk by faith and the lord spoke to me and he said mitch i want you to augment your income Uh, you're preaching on the weekends i want you to start a business i started a business and because the Lord told me to, and I could do it Monday through Friday, and then be off on the weekends, and I had time to study and all that. I was really busy. I was very young, 33 years ago, but I remember standing up every morning, and I had all these three kids. We had three kids at the time, and it looks like, Lord, how in the world are our needs ever going to be met with what's coming in? I started this business, and it ain't looking right right now. So, Lord, I and I ask Him for a certain amount of money every single week to come into the business. I ask Him that He would do it, and I, I just went. Over the promises of God. Just like I mentioned earlier, Jesus said, Whatever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you'll have them. Jesus said, Ask and it'll be given you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open. So I asked, I sought, and I knocked, and I kept on knocking. And here's what I did. I exercised faith. I said, God, I need X amount of dollars a week if I'm going to pay my bills and run this business and, you know, have the money I need to do whatever I do. And for a good while, for several weeks, nothing was going on. Here's what I did every day. See, faith is the substance. Now faith. Everybody say now. I wasn't looking to the future. I had to pray and believe that right now, God has already answered my prayer when it looks like it's not working. That is the key to faith. How many hear me? And so i get up every morning. I got up every morning between 4.30 and 5. I went into my office. I had a little office in the house that we had bought. And... Uh, and my children were young. They had to get up and go to school. But I got up early enough. I'd read my Bible, pray, and I'd walk back and forth. And I said, Father, I just want to thank you. I thank you that people are calling me. Father, I thank you that people that need what this business does, they need our expertise. I thank you that they're seeing the ads. I put ads in the paper and all that at the time. I said, Lord, I just want to thank you that people are seeing the ads. I thank you, Father, that, uh, that people are calling me and they're and they're wanting what I do. And you know what? It looked like day after day after day, the phone didn't ring even one time. Now, see, that's where faith comes in. See, faith is a gap stander. Faith is the substance. Faith is the evidence. Faith is the standing under that says you've got what God asked you for. You can't see it. You can't feel it. It looks like it's not yours. But faith says you've got it now. You get it? And so day after day, I remember day after day, I'd get up. My feelings said, you are a big fool. Why don't you call your pastor in Tulsa? Because I came from a big church there on staff and see if he's got a staff position open. And you know, you can chunk all this and just move your tail right back up there. I said, "Shut, get thee behind me, devil. I said, no, God called me to do this. I'm going to do it. And you know what? You know what? I, every day I said, Father, thank you so much. I would say thank you for all the people that are calling me. In fact, I started saying, Lord, I thank you that I have so many calls that I can't take them all. I have so many. I'm doing so many estimates for this business. Lord, thank you so much. And then beyond that, Lord, thank you that I have people calling me for ministry. Thank you that you call me to do this. Faithful is he who called you who will also will do it. The scripture said, thank you for doing it. So I just walked back and forth. Lord, thank you for your promises thank you for your work and in one ear saying it ain't working the other ear saying you're a fool and I was just saying thank you Lord for your promises thank you for working it out I remember the day the phone rang I remember the day uh, the first day that somebody wanted the business that I started and you know what it got busy from there the eventuality was months later we had our four employees and that business kept going long after I left there and came here for ministry how many hear me And I have to, you know, make a long story short. What am I saying? Faith takes the place of what you don't have until what God promised you shows up. Now it comes the same way with divine healing for your physical body. How many know that Jesus, when he purchased your salvation, he also purchased the ability for you to walk in divine health? Psalm 1033 who forgives all our iniquities who heals all of our diseases how many know Matthew 8 17 says himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses looking back on Isaiah 53 verse 4 surely he's borne our sicknesses and carried our pains yet we esteemed him stricken smitten of God and afflicted he was wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his wounds were healed how many know healing is available available to the believer today but it's not going to just fall on you you know like apples fall from a tree and you go gather them in a basket no you've got to pursue what God's given you If you want to walk in victory, if you want your mind to be free and clear, if we want our emotions to be stable and calm, you've got to act like God's Word's working when nothing seems right, when it looks like it's not working. Faith is a gap stander. Faith is believing what God's Word says when it looks like it ain't working, my friends. How many hear me? The question, are you uh, willing to do that in small things, eventually in large things? Are you doing that right now? Now, I've been in doing this for, this is my 47th year in Jesus. And I, I don't know how, I, I, hundreds and hundreds, I could probably say over a 47-year period, thousands of times, I have prayed and it looked like the prayer wasn't being answered. And I just stood my ground and said, God, you promised to honor your word. You promised to answer my prayer. Just want to thank you. I believe I receive. Thank you so much for honoring your word. And just like when I started that business when I was uh, in the traveling ministry, that began to prosper and it flourished. I actually turned it over to another guy and he made a lot of money with it. I didn't make, I made money with it to feed my family, but he made the money. But you know, God watches over his word. How many hear me? Here in this ministry, I'm believing God. I'm believing God for people to get saved and I'm believing for us to reach our community for Jesus. That's faith. I'm expecting the promises of God to be fulfilled. What are you believing for your life? Are you expecting God to, to, to make ends meet in your life? Are you expecting the Lord to keep you healthy and well? Faith takes the place of what you don't have until it shows up. Y'all got a few more minutes? I want to show you something before I go. I didn't know how far I would get today. I could stop now, but I feel the impress of the Spirit. I want to talk to you about this. Everything you need already exists in God. Do you hear what I just said? That's my fourth point. Everything we need already exists in the spiritual world. Our faith brings it into the physical world. How many know in the room, and I've shared this so many times before, how many know in this room right now, I like physics. Quantum physics is kind of heady stuff, but quantum physics is physics on a molecular level. How many know there are sine, S-I-N-E, waves in this room? That's why your smartphone works. In this room right now, all around us. Now, you can't see them. You don't feel them. There are text messages. There are phone conversations, right? There is all kinds of emails going on. There are videos are playing. There's all kinds of stuff happening, but all kinds of apps on people's phone right now. You can't, it's all in the atmosphere. So invisible things cause the visible world to work, yes or no? And see, the spiritual world works the same way. God spoke what we see into existence with his words. His faith brought the seen world into existence and that's what God wants us to see today. Everything exists in two realms. First of all, the spiritual world and then the natural world. Salvation is available for the whole human race and you make it personal by exercising your personal faith. Yes or no? Let me say it this way, healing is available for every single person in the room today. And we're going to go there as we conclude and pray for people. But listen to me, healing is available right now for every single person in this room. It's the will of God for every person to walk in total physical health. Yes or no? Y'all just looking at me like, okay, I hear what you're saying. Every financial need, it's the will of God to meet every financial need you have and to bless the works of your hands, is it not? It's the will of God that your mind be free. It's of the will of God that your emotions work and are unencumbered and that you have good relationships, yes or no? It's the will of God that you have a good job where where you're making a difference. It's the will of God that you reach out to your neighborhood, to your family, and to others and share the gospel with them. It's the will of God that your personality be vibrant, bright, and free. Yes or no? It's the will of God. So how do you get the will of God to line up with the real? The facts are I feel awful. Nothing's working. I feel terrible. I don't feel like getting out of bed. Well, that's where faith comes in. Everything that we want, all need in life already exists. Jesus has made provision for us. Ephesians 1:3. blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That means everything for our natural life and our spiritual life is already provided for in Jesus. Yes or no? I want you to get what I'm saying. This transforms life. If you get a hold of what I'm saying, Second Peter 1, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Watch this. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to glory and virtue. When it says life and godliness, natural life and spiritual life has already been provided for in God. Yes or no? You may be struggling today. You may be believing be God for a job today. You may need finances today. You may need healing for your body today. You may, may need victory over the emotional aspects of your being. God's already made provision for it and it already exists. The answer's there in God. Amen. But we've got to pursue Him. Hebrews eleven three by faith we understand the, stand the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So even the seen world that we have was spoken by God into existence. Go back to Genesis 1, and God said, and God said, and God said, and, you know, the stars came into being, the sun, the moon, and then the plant life, the animal life human life he spoke he spoke he spoke it came it came it came god wants us to do the same thing by faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of god so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible listen to colossians one15 y'all okay he is the image of the invisible god the firstborn over all creation for by him all things were that were created that are in heaven and on earth visible and invisible Whether thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers, all things are created through him and for him. There are things that are not seen that exist everything you need in jesus exists it's already there and it's our faith that pulls it into our life second corinthians 4 18 i just read it earlier why we don't look at the things that are seen but the things which are not seen what are the things that are not seen it's the things that jesus has provided for you they're in the spiritual realm and it takes you trusting god to bring it into your life yes or no John 20, verse 29, Jesus said to, we call him Doubting Thomas, Thomas, because you've seen me, you have believed. And then he said, blessed are those who have not seen yet have believed. Faith is for what you don't have and what God promised until it shows up. New century version, Hebrews 11, 1. Faith means being sure of the things we hope for. And faith means knowing that something is real, even if we do not see it. I don't have a better illustration than go back to the New Old Testament and look at Elijah and his servant. They were surrounded by the enemy army, and they didn't know what they were going to do. Uh, Elijah had been getting a word of knowledge. Elisha had been getting a word of knowledge about the enemy and where their armies were. And... Um, and, uh, and it was being told to the, to the armies, uh, God's armies, the armies of Israel and, um, they just knew that he was telling the army where the Syrian troops were and in 2 Kings 6 13 go and find out where he is the king commanded of the Syrian army so I can send troops to seize him that is Elisha and the report came back Elisha's at Dothan so one night the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots horses to surround the city when the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside there was a troop horses and chariots everywhere oh Sir, what will we now do? We'll do now, the young man cried to Elisha. So here's Elisha's servant. He gets up in the morning to get him a cup of coffee. He looks all the way around, 360 degrees. They're surrounded by the Syrian army, and he counted thousands and uh, one, two. That's just us well what are we gonna do what are we gonna do often we find ourselves that way in life right so he said don't be afraid Elisha said for there are more on our side than on there so we went back out and he said one two a thousand a hundred thousand I don't know how many uh one two you said there's more than us that are with him are you kidding and then, then Elisha prayed, O oh Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire so listen to me in your life it will often look like nothing is working you just gotta know how God is it'll often look like nothing's working it will look like the promises of God are not working for you it will look like God is not answering his prayer you'll feel like that Elisha's servant felt when he saw the two of them amidst the thousands and thousands in the Syrian army and God had to open his eyes so he could see that the angels of God were surrounding them and that the enemy would be defeated by God not by their own willpower. Do you hear me? So often it is that between the time that you pray and trust God And the time the answer comes, there's a fight, there's a faith fight. It's an agonizing thing to not go by what you think, not go by what you feel, not go by what you see, go solely on what God promised you in his word. And when you do that, here's what you'll see. Miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle, a miracle yeah, a miracle is when God invades the atmosphere of human life and brings an answer that doesn't seem reasonable. Did you hear what I just said? How many of you had answers to prayer? My encouragement is start now to trust God with every area and level of life my words and i'll go over this perhaps next week i'll come back to this i have a whole lot to talk about about faith but let me just tell you and share with you start now to trust god for the intricacies of your life for your finances don't just say well i've got a job making x dollars thank god for providing for you and ask god to do more than you expect right Ask God to work in your marriage. Ask Him to work in your family. Ask Him to work in your children, in your grandchildren. Ask Him to work in your friends' lives, in your relationships. Ask Him to specifically heal the parts of your physical body that are infirmed. How many, a lot of people put up with things they shouldn't put up with. I guess I can say, I take no medication. Zero. I'll be 65 in October. I'm not going to brag on Jesus. I don't need to take. If I, if I needed it, I would take it. But you know what? There's certain things I do every day. I get in the Word of God about health and healing, and I say it out loud. And I said it this morning. Deuteronomy 33:25 says uh, says of one of of one of, uh, of, one of the uh, heirs to Abraham's blessing. Deuteronomy 33:25 says, "As his days, so will his strength be." And I've been saying this a long time. As long as I live, every part of my body will function the way it was designed. Every organ, every system, and every cell is blessed by God. And I'll live until I'm satisfied with life, and then I'll lay my body down and go to be with Jesus. Now, see, I exercise faith for that. But, see, a lot of people say, well, I got this problem. I got that problem with my ear, with my toe, with my belly, with my nose. And they do nothing. I'm just saying do nothing about it. Don't do that. Exercise your faith for everything God promised you. Don't be satisfied with less than God's best. Yes or no? I'm expecting God to do all kinds of things. Are you? Don't lay back and do nothing. Now's the time to develop faith. Now's the time to get into the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing the Word, right? And faith is, is, gives you an ability In fact, J. Oswald Sanders said that faith enables the believing soul to see the future as present and the invisible as seen. Isn't that great? So I want to encourage you right now to reach out and expect God to work miracles in your life. Some of you need a better job. Some, And, you know, everybody's saying everything about the economy. I expect God to bless us in the middle of mess. How many think God can do that for you? Huh? I expect God to keep our bodies well when, the, when all kinds of people are trying to make them sick. How many are expecting God to do that for you? I'm expecting the Lord to use us to minister life when it looks like new life is being ministered. Are you doing that? Grab a hold of the promises of God. I want to encourage you to start exercising your faith in Jesus right now. I've been doing this all my life. When I came, when I came to Jesus when I was 18, I'd been to church uh, all my life. 18 years, three services a week in a Southern Baptist church, I never heard one message on faith at all. I didn't, I just thought faith was self- was for salvation. You're saved, then you go to heaven, and that's about it. Then when I came to Jesus, almost 18 years old, and found out that the promises of God are yes and amen. That God honors his word, that God watches over his word. He's just looking for somebody to believe what he said about them. I grabbed a hold of that like a bulldog, grabs a bone and said, You know what? If God's promise me a blessed life i'm gonna have a blessed life you know and i found out every single time you pray expect god to answer your prayer you say well pastor i've had faith failures or well, get your butt up off the ground and go after it again and don't quit you know it doesn't mean you're not going to have challenges and problems It mean you just don't quit i don't know about you i'm not a person to quit i'm not about to quit in fact, we've not seen yet what Jesus is going to do through Victory Church, through our, our new building, through the school, and in our community as we minister life, yes or no? So what about your life? As you age, as you get older, expect God to do exceeding abundantly above all you could ask or think. How many hear what I'm saying? Glory to God. Exercise faith. God has given you faith to trust him for the impossible. All things are possible with God. Everybody say it. All things are possible with God and all things are possible to him who believes. I love it.